The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And a couple of meetings later, Doug Peterson is out in Philadelphia. Here to tell us what's happened over the last whirlwind uh, week and change, if not even more so, last 48 hours. is one of the guys who covers the Eagles day in and day out. He does so for both Sports Illustrated and Philly Voice. And his extending to play podcast, they must listen for all Burge fans. That should be fun. Um, John McMullen joins me here on 94 WIP. How have the last 48 hours treated you, Johnny? <laughs> uh, this team is, is something else. I'll just say that. What, what an organization. I mean, uh, you know, we're less than three years of Super Bowl 52, and here we are. Um, pretty amazing. Um, and, and, and I think, it, you know, it came down to Doug Peterson finally, you know, standing his ground and, and saying, nope, these are the coaches I want. Jeffrey Lord didn't accept them, and they moved on. And it's They're, pretty astonishing. Well, I, I certainly want to get into that. But let me ask you this question first, because I uh, met, was talking about it, and I said i got to get uh, my two guys who know the team better than I do around it all the time. Um, Chip Kelly was trending on Twitter today. And I figured out why, and it was the reason. I checked all the tweets, people talking about when Chip – got the power here in Philadelphia. Uh, the new, the owner today bent over backwards to protect its general manager. Uh, some of the things was stretching belief as far as I was concerned uh, in some of the things he was saying, but he certainly took Howie Roseman and his phenomenal executives, the office that uh, make the, all the decisions that they're a <laughs> GM factory. I didn't know that that was the case. Yes. But we are not that far removed from when Chip Kelly talked Jeff Lurie into putting Howie Roseman in a massive timeout on the other side of the building and took his power from him, since the return after Chip's firing, Howie has been the number one man and uh, the most uh, held-on-high man in the organization. How did Chip pull that off? If, if we're looking at it in 2020 hindsight... How was Chip able to talk Jeff Lurie into not believing Howie Roseman is the greatest football uh, man ever? 
Well, a couple things. One, it, that that wasn't completely the way it, it went down. But, you know, it's interesting. I think on Zoom there were 58 people in queue, so I got there late and, and didn't get to ask my question I wanted to ask Jeff, and it was about Chip Kelly. But it wasn't about giving him the power over Howie Roseman. It was his explanation after he did the 180 and his explanation. Well, I had to give Chip Kelly this power to see what I had, which I always thought was such a dumb, convoluted explanation. And I'm fast-forwarding today, and I say, well, why did Chip get that rope? And the guy that won you a Super Bowl didn't get that rope. Right. Why don't you give Doug and say, okay, here's your coaches. Let's see what you can do. And if you can't do anything, then fire. That's what I wanted to ask uh, uh, Jeffrey. Didn't get an opportunity today. But getting back to Chip and your original question, remember, you know, typically when somebody loses a power struggle, and Howie has won most of them, they don't go to the other side of the building. They're fired. They right. don't get a new title. They don't get a raise. Jeffrey Lurie always loved Howie Roseman, always had that safety net, always had the in the back of his mind, you know what? I don't even like this guy. Eventually, Howie's coming back. That's what happened. Understood, and that is the way that it played out. But uh, if you are in that much in love with a guy, you don't just put him in mothballs. You 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 keep him around. You find a way to use him. And we didn't hear anything from Harry Roseman for an entire year, and then all of a sudden, you're right. He was back uh, running the kingdom. Um, they did talk about the front office situation and how they are the builder of organization. Went from a quarterback factory. To a GM factory, I uh, somehow missed that, but that's the way Lori explained it today. Five guys who are going to be future GMs. Future GMs. Okay, we'll see about that. Time will tell on that one. Um, so there's no chance whatsoever that uh, the structure in the Eagles front office, in your mind, is going to change during this off season. Uh, because they did hire someone during the uh, downtime this year that we didn't find out about until, as you suggested, I think it was two weeks ago, his agent probably leaked it with the general manager openings that are out there. Uh, Dorsey's going to stay a consultant. There is going to be no reassigning of anyone in the Eagle front office. The changes stop today with the firing of Doug Peterson, in your mind? Yeah, I, I mean, they might bring him on. They might take that consultant tag off. I, I think if you've looked around the league and the GM openings, uh, John hasn't been getting any interviews. So I, I don't think, you know, and, and it's interesting because uh, around the league, and now you have to talk about it regarding the Eagles, there there was always this thought process that, that John Dorsey and Eric enemy wanted to go as a tandem somewhere, as a GM head coach tandem they're very close. They like each other. So now people are going to start that speculation and say, well, if John's here, uh, is he going to push for Eric the enemy? And by the way, he would push for Eric the enemy, but I don't think he's going to have that kind of power to pull something like that off. Uh, from a personnel standpoint, yeah, I, I mean, he's, he's a good personnel guy. He really is. Uh, he can only help this organization. But it all comes down to who, how he listens to. And is he going to listen to – um, the stronger voices, whether it is John or Andy Weidel or Ian Cunningham, um, it, it's tough to 
uh, nail that kind of stuff down because we don't know who Howie's listening to. Uh, and what we do know is it hasn't been very successful over the past number of years. So whatever he's doing, ultimately he's in charge of the department. So that's part of being the boss. I, I mean, you get the credit when things go well. You get the blame when things go poorly. Problem is, there's no accountability with Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman. He made that very clear today. Yes, he did. Very All clear. Right. All right, I need you to respond to this tweet. Um, Jeff Skaberski, the uh, lead sports guy, or one of the lead sports guys on uh, Channel 6 ABC, uh, tweeted this out uh, not that long ago. Um, while Eagles GM Howie Roseman is publicly taking heat for failed draft picks and signings. My understanding, just Jeff Skoberski saying, is that Roseman drafted and made decisions based on Doug Peterson and his staff's preferences, scheme, and fit. In Justin Jefferson's case, Eagle Scouts and Roseman preferred Jefferson. We're just hearing this today. This is just breaking today that Howie Roseman really wanted to take Jefferson and not Riga. How how coincidental this story is coming out today. Uh, let me get this straight. Doug Peterson, who you turned around and fired today, who you uh, kind of cut him off at the knees last year by uh, redoing his staff. But you listened to him on draft night. You let him and the staff dictate who you were going to pick with your biggest picks. Do they really think that this is going to fly? Well, I I am going to defend them because that's not the first time that story's been out there. Uh, The the thought process has been out there for months that, yes, the coaching staff preferred Rager, the scouts preferred Jefferson. Now, where – where does Howie come down into that? A, I will tell you, that's what a GM is supposed to do. He's supposed to build uh, a players that coaches want. You're supposed to build a team for the scheme. There's no question the Eagles wanted a Tyreek Hill type, and I hesitate. I think I've used I, – I hate saying it, but that's what they said. And, and they wanted this movement, this jet sweep, this orbit motion type player. Um, to change their offense, to bring that sort of Kansas City flavor to their offense. As silly as it sounds, that was the thought process. Um, now, is Howie in the scouts camp or is Howie in the coaches camp and, and preferring Rager? I can tell you he's very close to Lincoln Riley. Uh, my, my, my cohort at, at, at Sports Illustrated reported today that he's already called Lincoln Riley, and that's true. I've confirmed that. Um, and basically said, are you ready? Are you ready to come to Philadelphia? And by the way, I think Lincoln Riley should stay at Oklahoma, but we can get to that. Um, and, and Lincoln is a big Jalen Rager guy, as he, he's a big Jalen Hurts. He lost out to Rager in the recruiting process. He encouraged the Eagles to take Jalen Rager. So it, it's partially true, but the scouts wanted Jefferson. That I can tell you 100%. I can't tell you if Howie was in their camp. All right, fair enough. But at least as per uh, Jeff's tweet, Howie was definitely. He he allowed the coaches to make the pick of Rager over Jeff. Very big yeah. of them. All right. Um, 
All right, let's go to Lincoln Riley. Uh, as a matter of fact, of all the head coaches who are out there who I think could become available, because, of course, he's under contract to Oklahoma, but guys leave college jobs all the time. Chip Kelly was under contract when the Eagles hired him, uh, coming out of Oregon. Um, so that doesn't keep him from becoming Eagles head coach. Other NFL coaches under contract you can't just go get, um, but you can with college coaches, and we know the other uh, coaches that are available as either uh, coordinators who could jump up and uh, grab head coaching jobs. I'd probably put Lincoln Riley as my number one choice for any position, and there's seven open in the NFL. For any team that's looking to hire a head coach, I would have Lincoln Riley number one. Uh, when you suggested he'd be better off staying at Oklahoma, did you mean staying at Oklahoma or coming to Philadelphia or staying at Oklahoma over all of the available NFL jobs? Uh, staying at Oklahoma rather than coming to Philadelphia. I, I, I can't say every job, uh, but I, I, I think if you look at what happened here with Doug, I mean, just think about it. Uh, what does that say that you can reach the apex of your profession uh, and you can be out less than three years later. Um, you know, you don't get to recruit in professional football. It's a lot more difficult. I, I don't know. I, I can tell you Lincoln Riley is such an Eagles move, such a, a, a flavor of the month. Um, and, and, look, I, 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 he's got nothing to do with Chip Kelly, uh, but it's got that kind of tint to it. Hopefully he can be a success in this league. Uh, I don't know if he can. I don't know if he can't. Uh, but I, I don't look at his success at Oklahoma. You're seeing it tonight with Alabama. I talked about I, I mean, you know, Nick Saban's a great coach. College football's about recruiting. It's about nothing else. It's about getting the best players. You have the advantage. You can't do that in the NFL. It's, it's much more difficult. And if I'm Lincoln Riley and I'm making $6.5 million a year and I get to coach Heisman Trophy winners and Heisman Trophy runner-ups, I'm sticking there. Okay. I'm asking because I think he is the next one who can make the jump and be successful at doing so. And if he is the first person the Eagles are reaching out to, I at least think that's a step in the right direction. All right, if not Lincoln Lincoln Riley, it sounds like you're not uh, really in favor of them interviewing college coaches at all. Who are the guys who are in the NFL that are going to be the best fit for the Eagles? Well, and that's the thing with with Jeffrey and and, and they've proven um, now they want a certain type of coach and they basically want a coach who's going to do what he's told. Who are those types of coaches? All you have to do is rewind back to 2016. It was Doug Peterson, who was their third choice, didn't have any other options, uh, was thrilled to have a head coaching job. he essentially arranged marriage with both coordinators, Frank Reich and Jim Swartz. It worked out beautifully. Uh, that's what they want. Uh, and they want somebody who's going to do what he's told. So uh, from what the Eagles' uh, standpoint, it, it, to me, Mike Kafkin makes a tremendous amount of sense. Andy Reid guy sort of making a jump doesn't have other interviews, doesn't have other options, would be thrilled to be a first-time head coach. You'd have that that period where he's not going to question anything. Uh, I think uh, Deuce Daly in-house I think would be the perfect choice to be the Eagles head coach. He'd be a CEO coach. You could tell him who the coordinators are. 
Um, he'd be thrilled to have the job. That's what you're talking about with the Philadelphia Eagles right now because of the owner and the general manager. You're not talking about high-powered coaches who have other options. Why would they come here? So you're saying some of the top coordinators like a enemy or like a Dayball out of Buffalo, um, that they're going to command more power, more gravitas than the Eagles are going to be willing to bestow on their next head coach. So you don't think there's any chance they're going to hire somebody like that? No, no chance. Uh, you And again, if you go back to 2016 and use that as an example, now part of this is the pendulum from Chip Kelly and what happened. And they were so uh, sort of scarred by that. Uh, if you remember the first person they got in the building, and he was the flavor of the month at the time. People forget because of all the bad that has gone on with Adam Gase. And the Eagles wanted to hire Adam Gase. But Adam Gase was so hot, he wanted personnel power. And they wouldn't give it to him because they were just coming off Chip Kelly. He got it in Miami. Uh, that's where he went. Then they shipped it to Ben McAdoo. They had a, a, a welcome basket for Ben McAdoo, who was coming down the Jersey Turnpike. He turned around. The Giants convinced him to come back. And then they settled on Doug Peterson. And they got everything they wanted um, until today, basically, where Doug stood his ground and said, I'm not doing it anymore. And i I, I got to be honest with you, Jody. They just want to rewind and get that same type of 2016 coach. Our buddy John McMullen from SI and Philly Voice, our guest here on 94 WIP. All right, Jeff Lloyd talked about a transition period, that the Eagles, as of right now, are going to have to take a step backwards, take two forwards at a future date. That was, at least according to Laurie today, the main reason why he and Doug Peterson couldn't get on the same page for going forward, that Doug had a vision for what 2021 was supposed to be like, uh, coaching staff players, the team in general, and it wasn't what Jeff and or Jeff and Howie thought would be best suited for the Eagles going forward. Yet it sounded to me a lot like Carson Wentz is still in the plan for the Eagles next year. How do those two things mesh? If you're taking a step backwards – Keeping a $33 million quarterback who's had the worst year in his career uh, in tow, who if he has another god-awful year like next year, then you got to take a cap hit in 2022. So that's two straight years in a row you're flushing down the toilet. How do those two things work themselves out? Well, they don't necessarily work things out, but that's another tortured explanation. I mean, I, I don't know how you took that, uh, but I was shaking my head. I, I, what is he talking about? He essentially said uh, Doug Peterson wants to win in 2021, as most coaches want to do, because he essentially would be coaching for his job again. And he acknowledged, which I'm kind of stunned, that they're going to be rebuilding. So I was I, I was waiting for Brett Brown. Is he going to be the next next coach? Uh, what 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 are the Eagles trying to accomplish? What are they trying to say? Well, one thing, and I've said this to you from the start, and, and I go back to it, and it, it's not spiking the football. I know my buddy Andrew Brandt was spiking the football. He's not budgeting that thirty four million dollars. I've been saying it from day one. That's what he was saying. He's coming back. So it's a little bit more 
palatable next year uh, if he has another bad season. But yeah, he's bringing him back. He's not. He's not taking that hit. Yes, that's going to be a, and and you have been. You have not moved either. You are uh, very correct about that because I've been asking asking you about it for a month, uh, if not longer than that. Um, that's another qualification the new coach is going to have to have. Oh, by the way, we're keeping Carson Wentz. In case you don't know, we're paying him thirty three million dollars. Uh, we want you to be not only to be able to get him up to speed. If it's going to take a while, you got to have a lot of patience here. We eventually, 13 weeks or whatever, how many weeks it was into the season, we gave our kid draft pick a chance, and they kind of jump-started the team for us, but um, we knew all along we were going to go back to Carson. You're going to have to have an even longer leash uh, if things are going bad with Carson because if they, if they do stick with him, they can't pull the plug on him two weeks in, can they, with the new coach and let the coach say, <laughs> oh, no, I think Jalen Hurts gives us a better chance to win. That would make well, no sense yeah. whatsoever. It's another example of if you're a coach with other options, why would you look at this situation? Um, we, we talked about Lori and Roseman's power. Lori's meddling, Roseman's power. Uh, we, we, the quarterback situation is a mess, uh, and you're going to have to move forward with it. And potential controversy, uh, plus the albatross of, of Carson Wentz's money. Uh, and then you talk about the salary cap, and Jeffrey was right to give him credit. I mean, people overflow the salary cap. It's it's a 12-month problem. But it's still, on the short term, it's a problem. So if you have options as a head coach in this league, and you've seen the six other teams looking for head coaches, if you paid attention to who they're interviewing, it's the same group. It always is. So if you have other options and you're you're a hot name, why the heck would you want to come to this situation? I, I can't imagine. So to me, it, it again, it boils down to those guys who probably will get offered the Eagles job and not have another offer, and they'll be thrilled to take the job. But that's, that is the, the candidates you're going to be looking at. All right, last uh, Doug Peterson question, I promise. He gonna get a gig this year? Does he need to get a gig this year? I know that uh, up until twenty four hours ago, he thought his gig was gonna be back coaching the Eagles. So I, uh, I know he has in the back of his mind had some thoughts about. I'm sure uh, as they were making their way through a four eleven and one season, you know, I might have to think about where I could land next year. But but it hasn't been forethought uh, for him. And now the last however many hours, 12 hours or so, he's got to be thinking about, all right, what do I want to do in the short term with my career? you think Doug's going to get a job right away? Do you think he wants a job right away? Well, he doesn't need a job. I mean, he's got two years left on his contract. I, I do think the timing hurts him because everybody's so far into the hiring cycle and they've done all their interviews um, and, and they've gotten deep into it. Uh, and, and the most logical one would be, your Jets uh, and, and, and Joe Douglas. Uh, and who knows where Joe is? I mean, there's no question those two love each other. They get along. I think that would be a home run hire for the Jets. But who knows where Joe Douglas is? You know, I've used this Larry Brown. I, I don't know if you remember way back in the day, Larry Brown with, with Larry Hughes, and he promised him he was going to take him in the draft. Yep. Um, and, and Paul Pierce was available, and he didn't want to go back on his promise. I said this with, with Joe. If he 
is in this and he likes people and he's made certain uh, promises. It, business is business. If you like Doug Peterson, you go to those guys and say that. Say, look, he wasn't available. Now he is. That's my guy. I, I think that would be the one place he could possibly be quickly. Uh, if not, he'll probably sit out a year and, yeah, he'll get a job next year. And his glory, you got to pay the freight. Right. Yeah, Jeffrey's going to pay him this year. Here's the thing. This is where you and I disagree. Um, you're not as uh, open-minded on major college coaches being able to step into the NFL and win. I am not big a fan of Lincoln Riley. Not only do I think he'd be a good fit for the Eagles, he is my preference for the hire that the Jets have to make. And I think he can be a quarterback developer in this league, and eventually uh, he and a, a top-flight QB can combo on a Super Bowl victory, which the Jets want, haven't had one in 50-some-odd years. Eagles want, yeah, I haven't had one in three years. My heart's not bleeding for you, Eagle fans. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I'm not big a Lincoln Riley fan. I would actually rather see him get the Jet job than Peterson. If it's not Lincoln Riley, though, I'm okay with Jets, uh, with Peterson coaching a different color green. Well, I will say Howie and Lincoln have a very close relationship, and that's rare because uh, people tend not to go along with Howie. So that that uh, trends in the Eagles' favor. Uh, if it's going to be a battle between those two organizations, and I think from the other side, as I said, I, I know Joe and, and Doug get along very well. Um, but I don't know where he is in his his process of going through this and trying to find the head coach for that team. So. I, I do think that the timing is a little bit problematic for Doug, as I said. I, and it's not, by the way, and I said it, it's not that I don't believe Lincoln Riley could be a good head coach. I think, I just think it's, yeah, he's the sexy name. And, you know, it is uh, a little bit of that. Jeffrey Glory gets snowed by that a lot. And whether it's coordinators, that's why Doug's out of here because the names he offered, promotions, Guys the fan base are not going to get excited about. He, he, he strikes me as more of a fan than an owner. And that's not how you can run an NFL team. But let me ask you this question. And, again, it just sounds like I have a higher opinion of Lincoln Riley than you do and what Lincoln Riley has accomplished is uh, Heisman, Heisman, Heisman uh, history. I don't think he comes in and is a puppet for the Eagles, even if he's got a good relationship with Howie Well, Rogan. And that hurts him. By the way. Right, that's why I don't think he's going to come here. I don't care how good his relationship is with Howie. If they lay it out the way you and I think that they should lay it out if they're being honest with the man, I think he'll say, no, I'll pass. Thanks, though. And either go back to Norman or uh, pick up the phone and talk to somebody else who might be offering him an NFL job. Yeah, and ultimately I think that's where he'll end up uh, because uh, he, he does make a ton of money um, uh, and – um, it, it's got to be the, I would imagine it's got to be the perfect situation for him. And we just talked about some of the other issues. Remember, there's, we haven't even gotten to the personnel issues. This is just a team that has to rebuild at so many different positions. So not only are you talking about all, all the ancillary stuff, the, the, the cap issues, the Carson Wentz contract, the potential quarterback controversy, the fact that you moved on from a head coach who won the Super Bowl. How likely am I going to win the Super Bowl in the first two years? Um, you know, how, how quick am I going to be on the clock? If I'm a head coaching candidate, i got to ask those questions. I know it's months away, but uh, we'll finish with this. 
Did the Eagles get screwed tonight by Devonta Smith having as big a game as he did? Is he now going to go in the top five of picks and not be sitting there at number six when they have a chance to call his name? Yeah, I don't know because I I think Chase will be there. So, I, I mean, they'll have the opportunity. One of the two will be there. But, yeah, probably because of the Heisman, because of the, the high-profile uh, success on, on such a big stage, he'll probably get pushed up a little bit. But it's so early in the process. I mean, you know, if he runs a little bit worse than he's expected to at the combine, if they're even going to have a combine, we got to see that at the pro day. So you got to get through all of that, but there's no doubt he's he's not he's not helping himself when it comes to dropping. He's helping himself with going up the draft, but there's still time for that to be forgotten. Again, if he runs one poor forty time, you know how this league is, Jody. That yeah. knocks you down a couple pegs. But I think that's idiotic, if you ask me. And uh, we it do is. have months for the process. Look at look at Jefferson. You know, that guy is certainly the best rookie receiver since OBJ, maybe since Randy Moss. Look at all the hits he took. Oh, he's just a slot guy. Oh, he only that guy. Oh, he only runs a four four four. He can play though. Yeah, a little bit. I think we found that out uh, when he actually played the season, and that is kind of the most important thing. Uh, JM, always a pleasure, my friend. Appreciate you hopping on board. Thanks, bud. Uh, I don't know if there'll be a reason for you and I to talk next week. If they hire somebody within the next seven days, I will certainly be calling you. If not, it might be a couple of weeks. Thanks much for hopping out with me tonight. All right. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate it. John McMullen, SI, Philly Voice, and his podcast, Extending the Play, uh, out there for all you Eagle fans to get whatever he didn't touch on with me here tonight. You get a chance to touch on where the Eagles are at with me right now. I'll get my phones reopened here. Um, you can go any direction you want about Doug's firing, about how Lori handled himself in the press conference today. Where did they go from here? Who's going to be the next coach? How he Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.